Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hello and welcome to episode number 25. That's pretty exciting. We've gotten to a quarter of a century as far as podcast episodes go, so that is awesome. Glad uh, things are continuing and uh, glad to have you here. And I'm really excited about this week's episode because it came from an email subscriber, Sarah, and it was from one of the emails that I send out to reach out and uh, see what types of things you're interested in and see if you have any suggestions on upcoming episodes. And uh, Sarah was very interested in the idea of white hat versus gray hat versus black hat and exactly what that means, what that's all about. And uh, she was concerned that she didn't want to, you know, she wanted to make sure that she wasn't crossing any lines as far as her SEO efforts. And I thought that was a great topic because it's a really gray area, a lot of it, no pun intended, but uh, it really can be difficult to figure out exactly what is gray hat, what is black hat, and um, what is white hat is a little bit more clear. But uh, we'll go into full detail on that today, and uh, we'll touch base on everything. And again, that it is very subjective. This will be my opinion and my results from doing some research for this post. So take it with a grain of salt. Everybody may have a difference of opinion when it comes to white hats, a little bit more clear, but... At any rate, we'll get into those full details, uh, but I did want to thank uh, Sarah really quickly for the detailed email and the idea for this week's episode, and I wanted to thank uh, also, Jason was someone that had a question on my, my Easy Azon um, review post, which is a pretty popular post on the site, and uh, he had a question in regards to link localization and the add to card feature and a couple things being from Germany. And I uh, got the details for him, replied in a comment, and he was really appreciative. I got right back to him. Chris Guthrie, the creator of the plugin, actually uh, responded to me within a matter of, uh, you know, 20 minutes or so. So he was really appreciative. So uh, thanks for that question, Jason, and uh, glad you got some good info out of that. And uh, with that, we'll just go ahead and jump right into the content for this week. And again, we're going to be talking about white hat versus gray hat versus black hat. And I saw a great analogy which differentiates between white hat and black hat, which is a lot more clear as far as the differences. But let me read that to you. Basically said that white hats drive in the right lane while the black Lamborghini is getting pulled over and given a ticket for speeding 50 miles an hour over the limit in the fast lane. Granted, it's quite possible that the Lamborghini may never get that ticket as you're watching it zoom by, but that doesn't mean there isn't a cop just a few miles up the road waiting with a radar gun. So that was a great uh, analogy. Being a car guy, I kind of appreciated that. And uh, it really tells you exactly what that's all about. Basically, the white hat guy is playing by all the rules. If Google is your primary search engine for traffic, which it uh, currently is for just about everybody out there, White hat means that you're following all the guidelines established by Google. And black hat means you're basically not following those rules. And uh, they can definitely give you a very short-term boost. 
but uh, short term is relative as well. That short term boost could last uh, a month, six months, a year, two years. You never really know because that Google algorithm is always changing. Google comes out with Penguin and Panda updates, which are different in what they're looking for, but you never really know how long that ride is going to last. But uh, if you are typically someone that does follow the rules, you can hear about these different techniques and uh, things people are doing to get around the system and game the system. And it can be somewhat frustrating because a lot of times they have great examples and great stories of, yeah, you know, we're, we're bringing in $14,000 a month, you know, doing these viral marketing techniques or using these uh, sketchy link building techniques or any number of other methods it can be really tempting to want to jump on board. And depending on your goal, you know, that may be something that uh, you're interested in pursuing. And it's it's definitely a balance. We're not talking about Generally speaking, we're not talking about illegal things here, so that would fall outside of the range. So Sarah had mentioned a case a couple of years back on someone who was gaming the system on eBay, and they were basically um, cookie stuffing, which means that if somebody went to your site, they were deploying methods that would put a cookie on the person's computer, and then any purchases that person made on eBay, or it could have been any number of other sites like Amazon or other affiliate programs, Basically, without your consent, they were dropping a cookie on your computer, even if you weren't clicking on a link, and that would basically keep that tracking cookie, and any sales that uh, anything that you purchased would get credited to that person. So that was a very public case. That person ended up going to jail for that. So that is outside the realm of what we're talking about here. Even when it comes to Black Hat, we're not talking about illegal activity. So even though at the time keyword or uh, cookie stuffing may not necessarily have been known to be 100% legal, so that may have been in the Black Hat realm at the time, it is now clearly within the illegal range. So we're not talking about things like that. In this case, the Black Hat techniques would be basically not following the rules as prescribed by Google or whichever search engine or whichever you know, system you're using, utilizing. If you're using Amazon for affiliate sales, it would be the guidelines as established by Amazon, things like that. So we are not referring to illegal activities, but um, that was one concern that Sarah had, you know, knowing that people have gotten arrested for some of these techniques previously, she wanted to make sure that uh, she was not skirting the system in any way. And based on my quick discussion with her, I can tell that's definitely not the case in uh, her situation. And for most of you, that's probably not the case either. So most people are probably skirting the line between white hat and gray hat. And uh, the folks that are taking a more active role and trying to get a shorter term gain are probably skirting the line between gray hat and black hat. It is certainly a gray area and uh, one that is subjective, but there are some, when I did the research for this post, because I myself had some preconceived ideas on just the, what the differences are between the categories, but even I learned a couple of different things and learned that some of the things that I've done or experimented with on other sites may have skirted the line between gray hat and black hat surprisingly so but for starters let me just kind of define the different categories and where I'm getting this information from I have a pretty decent infographic that uh, has a lot of examples and a lot of definitions and typically I'm not a huge fan of infographics I know they're really popular and everybody likes to use them and uh, 
supposedly gets uh, people do like them, but for some reason I think they're overdone. But at any rate, uh, this particular one is uh, actually pretty good. And it's from CognitiveSEO.com, and I will link to it in the show notes at NicheSiteTools.com forward slash number 25 for this episode. But uh, let me just give you those quick definitions of each of the categories. And as far as White Hat SEO goes, here's what it says. It says that White Hat SEO uses techniques and tactics which can be defended as not being contrary to the spirit of Google's expressed quality desires by citing Google's own published guidelines. Basically, it just means that you're following all the guidelines that Google has established and published out there and publicly available. White Hat techniques are associated with ethical SEO. Even though websites which are using white hat techniques may not suddenly pop up in the search results, they get long-lasting results when they finally do. So this is basically the slow and steady method following all the approved uh, methods that Google recommends. And uh, that's kind of where that's going. So that's kind of clear. I think that's pretty clear. Let me go into the definition for gray hat. And this is a definition from another site. And this says, gray hat SEO are SEO techniques that take more risks than white hat SEO techniques, but aren't likely to get your site banned from search engines, although a search engine penalty could result. They're questionable SEO techniques, but not in the same category as the black hat techniques. However, what's considered gray hat SEO today may be black hat SEO next year or vice versa. So... It is kind of the middle ground. Um, It's kind of just sandwiched in between. So it's not uh, clearly defined in policies and procedures. But again, it's not uh, really on the far end as far as uh, definitely going to cause a problem down the road once it catches up to you. But uh, it's kind of middle of the road. And now back to the infographic, they have a definition for black hat SEO. And they say that black hat SEO refers to the use of aggressive SEO strategies, techniques, and tactics that focus only on search engines and not a human audience. Usually they do not obey search engine rules. Black hat SEO is more frequently used by those who are looking for a quick financial return on their website rather than a long-term investment. So those definitions kind of, you know, fall within normal realms and kind of what I was expecting to find. So really White Hat is following all the rules and it's a slow and steady method. Basically what you're doing 9.9 times out of 10 is not going to get your site penalized. It is everything Google wants you to do and um, it's basically following the rules and uh, as a result it's generally going to take you a lot more time but at the same time you are less subject to penalties or algorithm changes so it's a more uh, if you're looking at a curve of your site's traffic over time think of it as a very steady slow gradual increase in traffic and really that's kind of what you're looking for but the downside of that is it's going to take you a lot of time and effort and you're going to have to be very patient and that's something that I've learned over time I've had this niche site tool site it was originally niche site tool without the s for a year or two so I've had this site for around two to three years and initially I was really interested in the idea of uh, utilizing keyword tools like Market Samurai and things like that. And that was kind of the primary focus is to share information about that. But of course it's evolved into much more than that. And really the curve for this site would definitely be 
definitely more white hat. I haven't done, uh, that I can recall, I haven't done anything that would be considered sketchy. Definitely not in the black hat realm that I can remember. But um, at some point in time, I may have experimented with more like uh, getting links from other sites. And not definitely not paid links, so I've never actually paid for links for this site or anything like that. So this everything I've done on the Niche Site Tools site, I would consider white hat SEO unless maybe there was, um, you know, I would put links to this site on my own blogs and other sites like that and encourage other people to do that. But uh, really most of that is all white hat SEO techniques. But uh, on other sites like the Forever Affiliate sites that I've uh, experimented with and other sites, I've done a lot of some of them as a just complete 100% experiments to see what uh, doing certain methods uh, may result in increased traffic quicker, increased rankings quicker, increased rankings quicker, difficult to say. And uh, so those sites I've definitely dabbled into a little bit of the gray hat and possibly some of those might consider be considered black hat. So I'll get into some different examples of what all that might compromise, um, what all that might involve. But uh, a lot of the other sites I know you have to know going in if you're going to use utilize anything except white hat, you're taking a risk. So it's a matter of understanding your risk and understanding what your desired outcome is. So for example, if I just created a brand new site and I'm looking to get it to rank quicker to give it a little bit of a jump start, I know that I run the risk of being penalized by Google at some point down the road. So I have to take that into effect, but if it's a brand new site, I don't have a whole lot to lose in that particular situation. So it's definitely a risk-reward type thing, and you have to weigh the pros and cons. It's it's definitely what your risk appetite is and what your desired outcome is. If I had an established site like uh, my niche site tool site where the audience is slowly building over time and the traffic is slowly building, I'm getting some good results, I would be very apprehensive to do anything to change that. Because this site is definitely where I like to focus my efforts and that's my long-term plan is to continue to work on the site, build up the content on a weekly basis and just build that following uh, stronger and stronger each day and build that community. So I would not want to do anything to jeopardize that for you guys or for myself. There's no reason to do that. It has slowly built up over time and uh, during any of the Google Penguin or Panda updates, I have noticed no decrease in traffic whatsoever. So I'm sure rankings do change on a daily, weekly, monthly basis for certain posts and things like that, which is just part of the normal ebb and flow. But um, as far as big hits or anything, I'm not doing anything to manipulate the system, so I'm not seeing any penalties as a result. So that's a good thing. So that's definitely the benefit of having like a, an authority site where you're continuously adding traffic. You're eventually going to build up that traffic over time. The more articles that you publish on a regular basis, the more keywords that are going to be found in Google. And as your content gets ranked, more long tail phrases will be out there for your site. 
and if you're doing regular link building in techniques internally linking to other articles and if you're reaching out to other folks um, commenting on their sites or maybe guest posting or just building relationships with other folks and you're getting your content naturally shared then all is good and most likely you won't have to worry about any of these penguin panda updates and uh, you can just continue to publish that content and you'll start to experience uh, good results over time but that's going to be a much longer process so as long as you have realistic expectations which you should going into this as you know if you follow Pat Flynn or anyone else like myself this is not a get rich quick scheme and if you look at Pat's income reports from uh, smart passive income you may think otherwise because he's making quite a lot of income even on a monthly basis he's making more money than most folks make in a year so it can look like uh, he went from rags to riches type of story getting uh, laid off on his previous job as an architect but if you follow him for any length of time, you know that's definitely not the case. He's been at this years and years, and uh, like most folks, you build that relationship up over time, giving quality content and uh, giving folks what they're looking for, and uh, that will spread via word of mouth, via link sharing and whatnot, and uh, your site will be somewhat insulated from issues down the road. So that is definitely the white hat method. Let me click back over to this infographic and I'll give you a couple more examples of what they list as white hat. And basically what they have listed here is guest blogging, link baiting, which sounds like a bad term, but really it's just creating content which incites people to want to link to your um, content whether it be on social media or things like that. Basically, it's content that people really want to share. So it sounds like a bad term, link baiting, but it's really not. And uh, a couple of the other items are obviously creating quality content and publishing that content on a regular basis. Internal linking, which is linking to your content from other posts, um, whether it be, it could be in the form of uh, using a plugin like Enrelate, which I use on my site, which automatically post different content on your site based on what that post is about or it could just be you reference other posts or maybe you have a part one part two part three thing and you're just kind of linking to them to give folks an easy access to related content on your site which uh, not only helps your linking but also helps the audience so if they may be looking for content about um, making money on Amazon. Maybe you also have a content that links to an easy Amazon plugin or something. So you're helping folks uh, get better use of your content and helping them find it easier. And uh, the other primary thing as far as Whitehead goes would be obviously optimizing your posts and uh, pages. So on-page SEO, like utilizing great titles, catchy titles, keywords in your titles, using headings like H1, H2 tags, optimizing your images so that the titles of those images are relevant to the keywords that you're targeting. All things I've talked about previously and uh, basically just everything that is all within the realms of normal um, terms of use for Google. So it, I think it's pretty clear what Whitehead is. So it's basically stuff that's going to take a little bit longer, but it's just creating great content on a regular basis that people want to share and building up that audience uh, over time and doing some on-page SEO. So that's that's pretty much cut and dry as far as uh, what most people consider on the up and up. So 
I think that should pretty much take care of that. I think you guys probably have a pretty good idea of what white hat is. And when we get into gray hat, it gets a little bit more interesting. So in, depending on which sites you go to and depending on who you talk to, this would, could have a very different definition. So keep this in mind that this is just the information from my own head and from the research that I've done in the past couple of days for this podcast episode. So again, it's it not necessarily cut and dry. So going back over to the infographic here, here are some techniques that they determined and listed as gray hat SEO techniques. And they listed three-way link exchanges, which are reciprocal links and link exchanges that have been the most widely used link building practice for years until Google made it difficult devaluing such links in its algorithm. Web webmasters adapted quickly by engaging in so-called three-way link exchanges. And that is one method. Another is article spinning, which basically you take uh, content and you can rewrite the content, changing words so that it does not show up as duplicate content, but basically it is very similar content, just spun in different ways. And another one they list is buying old domains, and that is to gain the system as far as grabbing a site that has existing authority and backlinks and using them to backlink to other sites that you own to increase your rankings. Buying expired domains, and what that means is basically the same type of concept. You're buying expired domains that already have link profiles and potentially content uh, that was ranking at the time, and your desired goal is to continue that ranking and uh, utilize it to pass some link juice over to your own sites. And clicking over to another article on the topic, here's some other examples that they list as gray hat. And they said they mentioned the three-way linking, but they also mentioned having keyword density that's high enough to sound unnatural, but not at the level that you would be keyword stuffing publishing du duplicate content at different sites, which is kind of like the uh, um, keywords or the document spinning. So kind of the same concept. And here they list using paid links. So those are some of the types of things that uh, different sites are considering gray hat. And again, that's very subjective in the middle in the middle ground so it's very blurry in a, in a lot of what have some people think as gray hat so paid links definitely are against the terms of service of google not something they want you to do but at the same time they do usually get uh, decent results and it's something i've tried at least on my uh, different sites like the forever affiliate sites that's part of the uh, process and the training program. Once you build, once you spend your 30 days, and I'm sorry, if you're not familiar with what the Forever Affiliate Program is, it's a training program that I went through, and it teaches you from start to finish on how to create affiliate sites. And uh, basically, the techniques in that program are you spend the first 30 days doing nothing but white hat techniques. So you're building up your link profile by commenting on other sites, maybe building up an audience through posting on related forums and things like that, building up your um, 
building up context within the niche that you're in and doing very white hat techniques to get links back to your site. So after you spend 30 to 45 days or so building up that link profile, you could sprinkle in a paid link here or there from a high paid ranking site to get a little bit more link juice and to jumpstart your ranking. So while 90% of that course is all white hat techniques that would uh, definitely not get you in any trouble whatsoever. Once you go into the later steps, if you do decide to purchase paid links or uh, get links in different methods, the thought there is you, it's a very low risk because you're wanting probably 95% of your link profile is going to be all white hat. It's going to be varied. So your anchor text, your um, links that you're getting back to your site are going to be primarily to your main URL. If you're doing a lot of comments on other people's sites, those links, the anchor text is going to be your name because that's how the general um, basic WordPress comment system handles uh, when you leave your name, email address, and website. It links your name back to your site, so that anchor text is all going to be a name or your main URL, so it's a lot of it is going to be you know, very standard, normal looking link building. And then if you sprinkle in one or two links that uh, are paid links or achieved through other methods, the thought is that Google is not going to see those or care about those because it's such a small number of uh, links in your link profile. So a lot of that would be deep down hidden and not generally obvious and something you wouldn't get penalized for. So a lot of different techniques, uh, a lot of different methods utilize portions of each of these, not necessarily Black Hat per se, but a lot of sites that help you get rankings and help you get traffic and help you jumpstart things are going to definitely involve some gray hat techniques. And again, it's a matter of, it, a lot of folks on different sites say it's not necessarily a matter of ethics, but to a point it is. So it's not to say if you utilize uh, some gray hat techniques that you're an unethical person and uh, you should feel bad about that. It's a matter of risk and reward. So you're kind of, a portion of me does think as far as ethics go that there's a very big difference between white hat and gray hat. And in, uh, I'm sorry, white hat and black hat, because in the black hat method, you're really not, you don't have your audience in mind. You're not creating content necessarily for a, to build that audience and to establish a community and a relationship. You're more just trying to do whatever you can to game the system and to bring in money, uh, revenue in the quickest method possible. And you're going to ride that as long as you can until, like in the previous example, the cop hits you with the radar gun. So you know going into it that uh, you're just trying to get folks, let's say you have, uh, you're targeting a particular supplement and you just want to get the most possible number of people to buy your supplement. You're doing everything in your power to get those rankings and traffics um, into your into your site as quickly as possible and for as long as possible and you're going to adapt and use whatever techniques are working the best at that particular point in time and uh, you're going to just collect that money as long as you can and when the uh, wheels fall off and you either get penalized or potentially your site could get even de-indexed so it does not even appear in the indexes anymore 
you knew that going in so it's either time to move on to another site another technique and uh, most likely that site is dead in the water so it's a very different technique and very different reasons why you would utilize these uh, methods so i think for the most part most people that want to build an audience and establish um, a relationship with folks like I do with my niche site tool site, you're probably going to straddle the line between white hat and gray hat with probably at least 80% or more being in the white hat section. So I would say for my site currently, I would say 95% of my methods are probably, or even more really, because I can't think of uh, methods that I've utilized um, on the niche site tools site, at least in the last year or two, that have been uh, gray hat or black hat. So I pretty much just focus on adding additional content on a weekly basis, getting the podcast episodes out there, and reaching out to folks via email to establish that connection and get the lines of conversation going, and really try to help you guys as much as possible, as quickly as possible. So there's really nothing that I do as far as link building for this site to you know get a huge boost in traffic or anything like that. Until recently, uh, one of the folks in my mastermind is trying to get traffic to his site. It's relatively new and uh, it's not going as quickly as he wanted to. So he is very interested in seeing how to get uh, additional traffic to his site. And it still all really falls within the uh, white hat methodology. So it involves uh, reaching out to other folks and doing guest blog posts or reaching out to sites like one of them is alltop.com where you can list your own site and all of your content as it gets posted basically grabs your RSS feed so that all of your articles uh, get posted on their site and people that go to that site may find your links and stuff like that. So all that's still really white hat techniques, but it's mo a more aggressive form of getting traffic to your site. Whereas on this particular site, for me, I focus on the content itself. I do post some of it on social media like the uh, Facebook page and on Twitter occasionally, but I don't do a whole lot of spamming as far as, hey, here's this article. I don't repost a lot of my content, so I could certainly do more to try to build up that audience quicker. But for now, I'm pretty happy with uh, just the slow, steady, gradual increase. And uh, it definitely has helped to insulate me from any penalties in Google. So, of course, if you like my content, I would be super excited for you to share that content on your platform. So if you have a site, if you have uh, Facebook, Twitter, I would always appreciate you sharing that content with your audience and uh, I would be greatly appreciative if you do so. And if you do like my content, of course, I would appreciate it if you would subscribe to the site at nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe or leave a podcast review so that we can build that audience and everything you can do to help out would be awesome and I greatly appreciate it. But that Again, I don't go on this site out of my way to try to game the system to get huge boosts in traffic. So that's not what this site is about. But if you have a number of different niche sites that you're experimenting with, maybe you have one authority site in a particular niche where you want to be sort of an expert and help folks out. On that particular site, I would recommend trying to keep things as white hat as possible. But if you are experimenting with other niche sites that are completely separate and maybe you're just trying to help folks that have a particular problem, let's say maybe it's weight loss or something, and you have a connection and you've utilized a product that can really help them, 
but you're not going to be publishing content on a weekly basis. You're just hoping folks will find your site, can read some reviews and honest, make them honest reviews of your own experience. And you're just trying to help folks and get them to make a purchase, which is a little bit different. In that case, you're probably going to deploy some gray hat techniques, but you still, depending on your end goal, you want to keep that as up and uh, into the white hat category as possible if you don't want to get penalties down the road. But if you're looking to experiment and see what kind of results you can have, I think it's uh, on an individual site basis, it's again a risk reward. So if it's a brand new site you're just wanting to try, maybe I'll uh, purchase a couple of links or maybe I'll try to uh, you know get some links through other methods like private blog networks, which are really popular today. And those are definitely more into the gray hat, black hat area. You know, some of those things experiment, experimental wise could be short term gains. But again, you run the risk long term of uh, either losing, losing ranks and traffic to that site or losing that site overall from indexes. So again, it's a very subjective thing and it all depends on your end goals for your sites. I'm going to go back to the infographic here and go to the black hat techniques. Dun, dun, dun. So here's what they have listed as black hat techniques. So hidden text is one. And that used to be a lot more popular back in the day. I think you've probably seen some of that where the actual user cannot see the text. So it's in some sort of font that blacks or that, um, blends in with your background. So for instance, they have white text that you would not see on a white background, but it had tons of keyword stuffing. So if you actually highlighted the text on that page, it was usually towards the bottom of a post. It was just all keyword stuffing so that it could hopefully rank higher in uh, Google. And I don't see a lot of that today. So this is definitely some techniques that may have um, actually expired as far as their usefulness or they're not being used anymore, but that was one. Link farms is another, and their definition says a link farm is any group of websites that all hyperlink to every other site in that group. Also, Although some link farms can be created by hand, most are created through automated programs and services. A link farm is a form of spamming the index of a search engine. So link farms could be considered those private blog networks and um, things like that that a lot of folks are using with success today, but again... It's probably just a matter of time before Google figures out how to find those. And I know they do a lot of things to try to hide that, but eventually Google will figure it out. So that's that's another one of those things. And they also list keyword stuffing is considered to be unethical search engine optimization technique. Technique when a web page is loaded with keywords in the meta tags or in the content. The repetition of words in meta tags may explain why many search engines no longer use these tags. So a lot over time Google has either discounted things like keyword stuffing or outright penalized folks. So again, these aren't necessarily things that are going to work great, but they're considered black hat. And another one is blog spam. And it's referred to the practice of in the form of spam indexing. It says it is done by automatically posting random comments or promoting commercial services to blogs, wikis, guest posts, and things like that on sites that accept comments from basically anyone. So I'm sure you've seen this probably in your own sites. If you do have any WordPress sites and you have something like a Kismet turned on to keep your comment spam down, works great for that for the most part. 
But if you happen to go into your comments, um, it, over time you'll probably forget that Akismet is blocking all those comments. But if you go to your site, for instance, if I go to my niche site tool site and I look in the comments section in the WordPress dashboard, I have literally thousands on a monthly basis of comments that are all related to Viagra, Cialis, uh, spam, uh some of those supplements that are promoted by Dr. Oz and things like that, just comments that make absolutely no sense whatsoever. I do not understand why these people do that other than it may, it must somehow be successful there for them. So the text of these comments has absolutely no relevance to anything on your site. It is not even readable English. The sentences do not make sense. The uh, It's obviously from a non-English speaking person. And really it just, I don't understand why anybody, you know, nobody that manually approves comments would approve these. But there are sites that automatically allow comments to be posted so they don't have to moderate them. And I'm sure you've seen those posts. It just has hundreds and hundreds of comments that are all links. And, um, you know, they, they are backlinks to a site, so it may benefit those sites very short term. But Google is well aware of these uh, spammy comments. And if you have thousands of spammy comments, you are going to get penalized at some point in time. So why people still utilize that, I'm not sure. But that's, you know, that's still another method of uh, black hat SEO. And another one that they mentioned is content scraping. So scraping content and uh, basically stealing content from somebody else's site and putting it on your site, whether you just grab it uh, word for word or if you actually spin it a bit, but basically stealing great content that's popular on other sites for your own sites to uh, for your own gain, basically. And another one that they have listed is paid links. So the practice of purchasing links on websites solely for the increase in link popularity and ranking. So you can see that uh, I mentioned that I utilized one paid link previously on one of my forever affiliate sites, and that is considered black hat. So depending on who you talk to, that could fall within the gray hat area as well, but it's definitely something that is against the terms of service for Google. But again, if it was one paid link out of a thousand links that you have that were naturally occurring or white hat techniques, it's very not very likely to be detected and not very likely to result in a penalty. So again, it's a risk reward, but it does in this case fall in the black hat category. So just something to be aware of. And another one that they have listed is doorway pages. It says doorway pages are web pages that are created for spamming the index of a search engine by inserting results for particular phrases with the sole purpose of sending visitors to a different page. They're known as bridge pages, portal pages, jump pages, gateway pages, entry pages, and other names out there. It basically redirects visitors without their knowledge using some form of cloaking. So for instance, if you have a doorway page on your site, that the only purpose of that uh, page is to shuffle folks over to an affiliate site and get them to make a purchase. So if you're not really providing any content, you're not providing any reviews or any supplemental information that somebody could use to make a decision that they might want to purchase a product. Instead, you're just automatically redirecting them without their knowledge to another page. That's type of uh, technique that would be considered black hat. So 
those are the types of things that they have listed as black hat. Let me click back over to this other article I was reading. Let's see what they have listed as black hat. So they have keyword stuffing, deceptive content, doorway or gateway pages, cloaking, link farm, and spamming. So basically the same thing. So that's also somewhat more clear. Um, they happen to have the idea of using paid links into the gray hat section where the other infographic had them in the black hat section. So again, you can see where just between two sites, there's a little bit of a, uh, area where one could fall in one category and one could fall in another. But the bottom line for everybody out there that's listening is that white hat is very clear. If you read Google's terms of service, when you're bored and looking to fall asleep, you can get a good idea of kind of what they're looking for. But keep in mind, some of that does change over time. So for instance, something they were promoting a lot and uh, something that was helping your rankings was Google authorship. If you've been following along on my site, you know that they are no longer giving any precedence whatsoever to Google authorship. And they also removed the Google authorship information from search engine results. So that was something that was white hat that was seen as a way to boost your rankings. Naturally, it's something that Google was promoting as a way to possibly increase your click-throughs to your site and increase your rankings. And then at the drop of a hat, they decided to remove pictures from the search engine results from Google people's uh, authorship profiles back in June, and then recently they completely removed your name, your number of followers, and any of that information from search engine results. So things do change over time. What is white hat or black hat today could fall into a different category tomorrow. So don't get too bogged down into the idea of white hat, gray hat, and black hat. Just know that pretty much white hat techniques are going to be where you're going to want to focus for authority type sites where you're going to want to build up a uh, slow and steady audience over time and really provide value. And of course, that's kind of what, why you want to be out there. You want to make the internet a better place and help folks. So if that's your goal, then building up content, uh, the best thing I can suggest to you is to establish a set schedule where you're going to build up content. So if you have the time, I would recommend publishing content on at least a weekly basis. Folks seem to like the regular recurring weekly uh, podcast episodes that I have or weekly blog posts. So if that's possible, great. I would recommend sticking to that schedule as much as possible. Everyone always understands if you're going to create uh, some content and, hey, you're going to go on vacation or something comes up on a particular week and you know about it ahead of time, just kind of give your audience a heads up. Say, hey, next week I'm not going to be around, but we'll see you again in two weeks, things like that. Everybody understands that, but if all of a sudden you disappear for weeks on end, and I won't mention any names, but there's uh, folks that I follow that were doing content on a weekly basis, and they were all set and uh, scheduled to keep the content on a weekly basis, but uh, things happened, life got in the way, and that turned into a monthly basis or even less. That does alienate your audience a bit, so over time, if you stop publishing content on a regular basis... They may no longer subscribe or they're going to most likely just forget about the fact that uh, you used to post it, post content on a regular basis and they may go over to somebody else's site and you may lose folks in your audience that way. So if that's one main suggestion I can make, 
it would be to create great content and publish that on a regular recurring basis. So even if for you that is on an every two week basis, or maybe initially you only have time to do that on a monthly basis, so be it. Just set that schedule, set that um, expectation for your audience so that they know what it is. And then folks that like that schedule will subscribe and uh, they will uh, come along for the ride. So at the same time, building up that audience through commenting on other folks' posts or reaching out to other folks in your niche can help establish that uh, connection and help build up your audience. So white hat, you never have anything to worry about. So it's just slowly building up things over time. And as you create more content, you're going to get those additional keywords and those additional uh, posts and pages ranking in Google. And life is good. It'll be a slow, steady rise. And uh, as long as you have a... A relevant time frame for when success may achieved. Don't plan, you know, normally it takes three months for rankings to really take hold in a white hat method. So during that first initial three months, your rankings could vary widely uh, from day to day and week to week. So I've seen posts that rank in, uh, if it's above 500, it's not going to show up in keyword ranking. Um, like if you use a rank checker tool, that I utilize, you're not going to see it. It's just going to show up as a dash. But within that first month or two, you could see it widely go from not ranking at all to maybe ranking, let's say, 90th in uh, Google to not ranking at all again a week later. So when Google is trying to figure out how to rank your site when you have very few pieces of content, it varies widely. But the more content that you have out and the more time, it tends to start normalizing around the 90-day period. So during the first 90 days, just focus on getting content out on your site, doing so on a regular basis. And then after about 90 days or so, start to check some of the terms you're targeting as far as ranking goes. And then based on that, you can see if you need to potentially do a better job of on-page SEO and things like that. And uh, maybe reaching out to more folks to get some uh, links to your content naturally and uh, sharing on social media and whatnot. And uh, that will basically take on a life of its own as long as you continue to publish that content regularly. But when it comes to gray hat and black hat SEO, I usually would utilize those types of methods more on um, specific niche sites where you're not necessarily planning to publish regular content often. So maybe you're going to create a 15 to 20 page niche site and maybe in the first couple of months you're going to publish on an every other week basis or so. But at some point you may outsource some content and you're not 100% vested or maybe not 100% passionate on the topic, but you would still like to experiment and you still have a interest in the idea and maybe have some experience with the product and you think it would really help a lot of folks. On some of those sites, it may make some more sense to experiment with some gray hat techniques while building on your white hat SEO techniques and your methods that you established early on. So build that content, get those backlinks naturally um, at first and try to comment on other people's posts maybe. But then at some point down the road, maybe sprinkle in some gray hat techniques to try to build up that traffic quicker and things like that is kind of where I, I'm not necessarily recommending you do that, but if you do think that you want to help build up things a little bit quicker than the slow and steady pace. I would only do that on sites that you're willing to take a risk on. So go in it 
go into the idea of adding sprinkling some gray hat or black tech hat techniques knowing that that site could easily be penalized tomorrow so as long as you're willing to take that risk as long as it's not a huge money-making site for you it's really let's say maybe you got some adsense clicks or maybe one or two affiliate sales over a six-month period and it's really not it has some rankings and some traffic but it hasn't lived up to your initial expectations that's kind of the time where you could experiment and uh, try some other methods to try to jumpstart your site and try to get it to the level where you thought it would be based on maybe some of your initial keyword research maybe you thought it should get a certain number 3,000 hits per month maybe or 3,000 page views per month and let's say you're only getting uh, you know four to five hundred page views per month maybe you could jumpstart that and really there's no risk because you're not having a steady income from that site that's the type of time where you might consider um, some of the other methods but hopefully that uh, gives you some ideas on some examples of some white hat gray hat and black hat techniques and uh, what exactly all that involves I specifically didn't touch on negative SEO which um, if you follow Spencer Hawes over at nichepursuits.com, you know that they had a public niche um, case study where he was creating a site on survival knives, which he was using Amazon's associates program, uh, their affiliate program, to promote different survival knives. And uh, he had a lot of great content. And I think he built it up to around uh, him and his uh, intern, who is now his employee, parent built up that site to, I think it was at its peak, about $1,500 per month through Amazon affiliate sales. But because that was a very public niche site project, the URL was released, all of their techniques were released, it eventually got hit with some negative SEO. So somebody had gone out there and purchased backlinks, like a 5,000 backlinks, spammy backlinks to their to his site which resulted in a huge Google penalty and they lost all the rankings and traffic and uh, income as a result. And it was very difficult for them to recover from that. But uh, recently he listed some methods that he's used to recover from that. He's kept the URL and everything private as far as uh, all that goes to hopefully avoid any negative SEO. But uh, he did go on to say that for the most part, negative SEO is still a very limited practice. So it's, uh, it's, one of the main reasons that I don't publicly disclose, um, you know, other niche sites that are having any level of success. If I have sites that uh, didn't work out or I'm going to let them expire, things like that, I'll certainly share everything that I can. And I'll certainly share anything that's working. But um, there's a lot of folks out there that when they see success of others, especially big successes, they're frustrated that uh, things aren't working out for them or it takes so long to build up that uh, successful site that they just find that it's easier for them to make them look bad. So um, there's a lot of different ways people can do that. Spamming, spammy links and things like that um, can all affect your site. But the bottom line is that negative SEO tactics like that do not fall into the black hat technique really because they are efforts to penalize other sites so it's it that definitely falls into the unethical practice in my opinion so there's really no reason that you would do that other than you're looking to gain benefit like i could see big companies potentially may 
do that to try to gain gain an edge over their competitors. But again, it's really unethical to do that. And if it was found out that they were doing that, that would be a huge PR fiasco and something they would not want to be involved with. So it's generally not at all uh, part of the black hat. I was thinking initially that negative SEO kind of fell within the black hat category, but I think that's a step beyond. So that that's more into the, not necessarily a legal realm, but it kind of it's in the same realm to me as the illegal aspect so it's done nothing more than to penalize other sites or to make other people look bad and there's really no reason for that you know i know he had a hard time understanding why people would do that and being that you know i'm more of the white hat methodology as well and the slow and steady process to success I just don't understand that either. I, I know it's really common these days, and I know Pat Flynn is subject to a lot of these things as far as negative SEO goes. And a lot of, uh, he's so popular that a lot of uh, recently Facebook pages pop up with his picture and his uh, information. So it looks like it's coming from him, but it's uh, people scrape content of his and uh, use it for their own benefit. So. A lot of that type of stuff is out there, but uh, that's outside the realm of this white hat, gray hat, black hat stuff. So that, unfortunately, you can't avoid. But for that reason, I like to keep a lot of stuff as far as um, maybe success stories or actual website names private if things are working out. But of course, I share as much content as I can with you guys, especially if there's particular things that are working. I share those and particular things that aren't working. I am very uh, public and open about that. So hopefully the level of transparency here is uh, good for you guys. And uh, I, I think it is. And I know a lot of folks, other folks that I follow, like Mark Mason, I think it uh, makes sense to keep a lot of that private because of the... Uh, unintended and uh, unwanted results that could happen. But at any rate, that kind of sums up uh, the different methods and hopefully that gives you a lot better of idea of uh, the different uh, techniques and what they all mean and uh, potentially how to avoid some of the uh, issues that could come up. So gray hat and black hat certainly can get you penalized, black hat being more so, but if your goal is a quick win, creating a viral site maybe or something that just brings in a ton of traffic, millions of visitors right away, and you're just looking to gain the system for a month or two, some of those techniques could help you out. But again, it's a huge risk, not something you'd want to do on an authority type site where you're wanting to build up traffic over time and build that audience. And due to the extended length, I almost completely forgot to have the tool of the week this week. So uh, this week I'm going to name the tool of the week the Easy Azon 3.0 plugin. And uh, the reason for that is because I was uh, talking with Jason this week, answering some questions on that. And a lot of folks have said they really enjoy that plugin. And a couple of folks have also said they purchased through my link. So I greatly appreciate that. If you do promote Amazon products or you're considering doing that, I think it's a great way to get into affiliate marketing. It is a, a very low barrier to entry as long as you have a website that you can link to when you set up an Amazon Associates account. It is a real easy way to just start including links to Amazon-related products that you have experience with or that might be related to um, whatever topic you're promoting on your site. Everybody trusts Amazon, and uh, most everybody has purchased something from Amazon. So it's a real great, easy way to include some product links, and you get a commission anytime somebody purchases um, program or products through those links. 
And the cool thing about Amazon is that anything anybody purchases within a 24-hour period of clicking on one of your links gets credited to your account. So let's say somebody clicks through and you might be promoting an ebook or something that's $3. Typically the commission is going to be 3 to 4%, so it's, you know, pennies on the dollar. But if they happen to purchase a refrigerator or let's say a lawnmower or something else, uh, maybe an iPad, who knows what, on that same day you would get credit for those sales too so the easy azon plugin makes that really easy to do and it also has a link localization feature which and what that means is if you create accounts through amazon associates from other countries say spain the uk germany some of the more popular locations if you put those accounts that you created into the plugin it automatically will link to the um, relevant product in that person's country so you can get uh, credit for purchases that somebody makes in germany through the germany account and uh, things like that so you can also add items there's ways that you can create your links so that they're add to cart links and what that means is if you have an add to cart link for an item if somebody purchases that product Anytime within a 90-day period, you would still get credit for that sale. So typically, sales, anytime somebody clicks on one of your links, it'll only be credited to your account if they make a purchase within 24 hours. But if instead you utilize the Add to Cart functionality, you can get credit for that sale anytime within a 90-day period for only the specific items that they added to their cart. So it's a really cool plugin. It allows you to add affiliate links to products without ever leaving your Amazon, or I'm sorry, your WordPress dashboard. So typically you'd have to log into your Amazon Associates account, go to the product page, link to that particular product. So it's a pretty cumbersome process. It takes a long time. This helps you by, all you do is go into your WordPress dashboard for your post or your page, and you click on the Easy Azon link, you type in the product that you're searching for, and it'll give you multiple types of links. So it'll either be a, a mouse over link, a product picture link, all sorts of things right there from within your post. So you never have to leave your WordPress post. And that's something that I utilize and I purchased, and I have an Amazon or an Easy Azon discounted link. So normally Easy Azon is $47, but through the discounted link, it is only $37, and it's you you can utilize that on any number of uh, niche sites that you have. So that is a great deal and uh, something that I think you'll definitely get some value from if you uh, promote Amazon products or if you're planning to do so in the future. So. Definitely check that out. You can go to nichesitetools.com forward slash easyazon, and that's spelled E-A-S-Y-A-Z-O-N, all one word. And you can also check out my full Easy Azon plugin review, which is in the right-hand side of my site in the popular post category. It's one of the more popular posts there, so you can check it out. And that will do it for the plugin slash tool of the week. This episode was a little bit longer than I thought it would be, but a lot of good content in there for you and hopefully for you, Sarah, specifically, since you suggested the topic, hopefully this was really helpful to you. And I know that generally anytime anybody asks a question, a lot of different folks have that same question. So hopefully it was helpful to you guys as well. And you can see that I definitely love to publish content on folk from folks that specifically ask for it. So please, if you have any suggestions or ideas that you would like me to cover, 
leave me an email, chris at nichesitetools.com. Leave me a comment on any of my blog posts. You can head over to the contact page on the site, nichesitetools.com forward slash contact, and you can leave a SpeakPipe voicemail message, and I can refer to that on the podcast episode, and I'll uh, include that with the episode as well. So a number of different methods to reach out. And I really appreciate it. Uh, The more suggestions I get from you guys, the more I know that at least one person out there is wanting this exact information. So it really motivates me, and uh, hopefully you guys prefer that as well. And uh, that'll wrap it up for this episode. Again, if you guys do like the content and uh, like how things are going, I'd greatly appreciate it if you would subscribe at nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe or leave a po- and or leave a podcast review on either iTunes or Stitcher, nichesitetools.com forward slash iTunes or nichesitetools.com forward slash Stitcher. The more um, reviews that we have out there of a positive nature, the larger the audience can be and the more ideas we'll have for topics. So that would be awesome. Thank you again so much for being here and I hope you have a fantastic upcoming week. Bye-bye.